Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean, and welcome to football season. No, there aren't going to be games played this week, but for the Gramlich and McLean podcast, August, well, for the rest of the world, August begins this week. So for us, football season officially begins. We're back to three episodes a week. Let's get it, Eric McLean. Let's go, KG. I do have to to kind of address this first. You look fantastic. You've been kissed by the sun. Uh, you're back off vacation. How, how was it? This was the first big baby beach trip, right? It was. I, I think I looked relatively tan, did not get sunburned. <laughs> Again, that's two years in a row. I'm officially growing up. And uh, it was Jacob's first trip to the beach, and Mac, he loved it. He is a beach baby. We would that's bring perfect. him out there in our stroller. Shout out to the Bob. And just kind of sit him there with his fan, get him right with the breeze. The the ocean was his sound machine. If anybody has kids, you know what I mean when I say the sound machine. And he (laughs) was just chilling. So we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. And Mac, you were at ACC kickoff. So we have a lot to discuss and to break down with that. But I also saw, and to me, nothing says summer like a freaking BLT. Come on. And I saw you made a BLT with your with those beautiful Ingles tomatoes. It was so good. Mm. If you guys are listening to this on Monday, you saw it yesterday uh, on my Instagram. I was walking around Ingles, and the produce was just popping. I mean, KG, you know this. Anytime you walk in there, it just is so vibrant. I mean, it looks yes. good. They, they did a great job with their stores and the way they set it up, or at least the one that I was in. Uh, <laughs> and it was beautiful. I said, okay, this is what we're doing, Khaki Mac. Uh, we're going the BLT route. And uh, golly, it was perfect tomatoes. So fresh, so good. Uh, and then all the other ingredients that go with mm. it. So go check out that on my Instagram if you guys didn't see it. Uh, and go to your local Ingles. So let's get a quick message from them. And then we're going to jump into everything ACC football. At Ingles, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top quality fresh items for your family table, It's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. So as we said before, I was at the beach and with the old two-month-old situation, I was not going to be able to go to kickoff this year anyway. But Mac was there, and Mac was all over it. Of course, I was following every little thing, every move on Twitter, and Mac was giving me updates. And, of course, you were on the ACC Network set all week long. You guys did an awesome job. But let's just start being there, Mac, your overall reaction. Who was confident? Who maybe wasn't as confident as you thought? What was the vibe at kickoff? Yeah, you know, it was so much fun. And and first of all, everybody was asking about you. So I, I had to say, well, you know, new mom, she gets a couple vacation days. She picked right. So I, I told him that uh, and, and you're out there, but thinking about him. Um, and, and really, I tell you what, th- there was a different uh, vibe, mm. excitement when Florida State walked in the room okay, uh, because it was kind of like, oh, there they are. But then it cranked up another level 
when Dabo and the boys walked in. Like it just was it just was different. And I'm even looking on set and Eddie and the guys are like looking over, oh, there's go Sweeney, there's you know, so and so. Um, and it's just cool, right? It's fun for us to be around and be around everybody and get to talk about summer and kind of off camera stuff. Uh, but then also just diving into their teams and, and seeing all these guys. So I will say that that Coach Sweeney and, and company uh, had had a real swagger about them and, and just an excitement to get back on the field. Cade Klubnick was electric with all of his answers. Will Putnam did a great job representing the big boys up front. And, of course, Tyler Davis. It was funny. He kind of had his podium answer uh, and, and some or answers, and, and somebody asked him the question, you know, if you guys don't win the championship – you know, is that considered a failure? And he kind of was like, well, you know, and everyone just started dying laughing. So it just goes to show you, you know, the standard that some people have and, and don't have, you know, kind of for their season. I love what I saw from Duke and mm. heard from Duke. I mean, they were ready. Uh, and they've got a tough, tough schedule. We'll jump into this yeah. when we're doing our ACC previews, which are coming up starting this Wednesday. Uh, but th- they were feeling good, and, and they should. They have everybody coming back. Monk and, and Dwayne Carter did great. The big boys uh, looking like a security detail for Riley Leonard, uh, who was wearing our socks, by the Let way. Shout go. out Rockham Socks. He looked fantastic. And, and, and just wearing from Coach. Rockham Socks that we sent That's him right. as well. That's right. That's love right. You it. love to see it. You love to see it. But Coach was awesome uh, and, and really fired up. So those were kind of the three that you know just kind of stood out uh, just amongst everybody else. Everybody was awesome. Great interviews. Everybody was great representation for their schools. But – when those three were in, for whatever reason, it was it was just a little bit different. I like that, Mac. I think that may be the most confident we've seen Duke at an ACC football kickoff sure. yeah. in quite some time. We're going to give some points on each team and kind of go through days one, two, and three and go by the, the teams in that order. We're also going to explain our championship picks and our player of the year picks. That's at the end of the pod. If you miss those, they're on Twitter, uh, but we will dive into that, we promise. So make sure you stay tuned. Let's start with some of Jim Phillips' comments just when he addressed the media. Some things that stood out to me, Mac, he said the success incentive initiative, basically revenue share via success, so you get more if you win, starts next year. He also said the ACC is open to expansion, and he emphasized the ACC needs to do well in non-conference games. We obviously know that. I wanted to bring up a tweet here from Bud Elliott, who is a, a college football guy, covers a lot of, with Florida Come State on, as well. Yep, Bud. And the big news that came out of the week really was that Colorado's jumping back to the Big 12. You know, it's KG, just crazy. Would it be ACC Media Day without somebody's exactly. conference yeah, expanding? Exactly. Anyway, go ahead. I'm I sorry. Saw, I saw David Hale tweet 2024, Harvard to the Sun Belt. That's what we're going to hear, right. which right. is just hilarious. But I thought he made a good point when – Jim Phillips said, hey, we're, we're open to expansion. And Bud Elliott basically said, who out there that's not in the SEC or the Big Ten already or Notre Dame would even be worth it for the ACC? Yeah. And the Big 12 is getting a lot of buzz right now because they're adding some new teams. They're a new-look Big 12. And I think that league's going to be really fun and interesting. But Bud Elliott's point was there's not a single team in that league that is trying to truly win national championships. Now, everyone is, but like can actually say they can do it. Whereas the ACC, and he said has three, which I assume he meant Clemson, Florida State, and Miami, question mark? North Carolina? I didn't know who the third was necessarily, but I think that's a good point. And overall, Mac, just the thought on the ACC expanding, that that really kind of surprised me from Jim Phillips' comments. Yeah, well, you know, a, a lot of different things to, to touch on, Jim. We'll hit a couple here. But I, I think to answer your direct question there about who do you go and get, I mean, if, if the, the Pac-12 falls to pieces, which 
slowly. Yeah, the earth is. is removing. Uh, do you call Oregon? Do you call Washington? Do you call Utah? Um, I think it's intriguing, but then we're in the same predicament that the Big Ten is in, and you got these really outrageous right. things and, and rivalries happening, you know, that you're going across the country. Now, if you do kind of the the reverse Notre Dame thing, and is that just football? You know, is that just basketball? Is it just women's basketball, men's basketball? Then it probably mm. makes more sense, you know, when, you, when you're talking about these big revenue, you know, money-generating things. I think you just have to get creative, and you have to – you have to be forward thinking about it. I True. think, you know, kind of just sitting still, I don't know if it's the best. I mean, I said that two years ago. I said it last year, and I still remotely feel that way that, you know, just waiting things out isn't the best option. Mm-hmm. You know, n- number one, you're kind of recruiting your own people to stay, enticing your own people to stay by going and getting the, this bigger, you know, brand name deal, which, I mean, Oregon, that'd be awesome. Washington, that would be awesome. Uh, you know, Utah at times, it's that's fantastic. literally the furthest away. Right. Right, right, hundred percent. You could possibly 100%. go like Miami, Miami <laughs> right. playing Oregon. Right, but how awesome does that sound? I mean, that's amazing. And crystal, the, sure. the crystal ball, well, ball. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has to make sense. It, it can't be for you know all twenty-eight sports that the ACC True. sponsors. It, it has to be specific. It has to help things out. Get these media deals, all these different things which that's only a couple of sports, right? So when I'm, I'm thinking about that, the, the football-heavy thing, West Virginia is still enticing for me because of that but regionality and, and getting the state. the problem with all that, though, Mac, is you've got to split the pie even more. No, see, if you do that, all negotiation you, Yeah, you redo your negotiation. I get you're, that. You're but, redoing a deal. But you're redoing can deal. West Virginia move the needle enough to make that deal jump from $30 million to school to $50 million to school? I don't Not alone. think so. No, 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 no. But Oregon and Washington, I think. Maybe. And ultimately, maybe. we all know Notre Dame is the, yeah, the golden yeah. ticket, right? And I hate saying that because I can't stand the way that they handle it. Same. Everyone knows that. Uh, so I, I think that's the in, intriguing piece. And, and if it happens, mm-hmm. great. If not, who knows what happens? Maybe we start seeing teams test these waters. Yeah. And, and I think you're, you're exactly right, Mac, where you can't just sit around and think the status quo is going to be just fine because everyone <laughs> right. else has, has blown that. Away, they're done with that. But my point with bringing this up is, is I, I think what we want to emphasize is the Big Twelve. Yes, they're the fun, new, kind of interesting conference right now. But and yes, I know TCU played for a national title last year. Don't get me wrong, of course, but they also got beat by a trillion. (laughs) There are teams in this league that can compete for national titles, and that's something the ACC really has going for it right now. Yeah, and and I mean, it's a bunch of G five schools that got together to come to Power Five, and it's a winless Colorado from a year ago. Like, yeah, great. Th- awesome. That's the other thing with awesome. Colorado. They were terrible <laughs> last season. Yeah. 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 And, and again, I, I'm worried about my house right sure. here and, and us in the ACC, but yeah, it's fun to talk about it. And, and obviously it's cool to do, but at the end of the day, you know, I think Bud's kind of spot on what numbers does it really matter? All these different things. I don't think it does. Um, some other things that, that Jim mm-hmm. said about the out of conference essential, uh, especially We've this year, you know, that. all the, yeah, all the great matchups that the ACC has. Really a, a nice opportunity in the first four weeks to create a new narrative. And we know that that has to be sustainable over time. Uh, and that's what makes you valuable. You got to go win. And you got to go win the big games. Uh, the last thing that he said that I, I touch on before we kind of get going here is this is a very important fact. Because the Big Ten is out, right? They, they can't have any games on ESPN right. now unless it's playoff, whatever. Uh, the SEC is only halfway in because of their deal. They still have CBS and all that. 
The ACC has a real opportunity mm. here to be on ABC Network, ESPN Networks, and primetime spots a lot. This year. You've got to take advantage. This year. This year. You've got to take advantage of it. You have to be worth watching when you're on there because, again, that's that narrative shifting. We're in it right now. Like This year is vital uh, to, to be able to do that and, and, again, to write that story the way you want. The good thing is we've got a lot of potential for great teams, and I'm excited about that. The timing of this window could not be more – uh, perfect when you see the quarterback play, the brands, where they are, and the steps that we need some of those brands to take. They've got a, a, a airway. Just get on it and take off. That's all you got to do and uh, make it happen. So there's a lot from an administrative point of view that can happen this year that can be very lucrative and very fun for the ACC. Very good point. I don't think some people might not realize that. The Big Ten is completely off of ESPN and that the SEC is still uh, has some games on CBS. Okay, so let, let's get to some of these teams, Mac. Day one was Syracuse, Miami, Georgia Tech, and Louisville. The things that stood out to me, and then you tell me because you were there. Uh, Aronde Gadsden is going to be absolutely special. He already is. Dino Babers was saying, you know, don't, don't put him in a box. Don't make him play a specific position. We're just going to give him the football. And then I thought the talk, and not just the talk. I mean, we saw Miami go to the portal. Miami knows they got to get better on the offensive line. Absolutely vital. Protect Tyler Van Dyke. It feels like Miami understands that last year was so bad, and they're not trying to say, you know, when, <laughs> when teams are bad and they're saying, oh, we returned 10 out of 12 starters on defense. Right. Like, sometimes that's bad. I feel like Miami is truly trying to wash the slate clean, which I like. As Max said off air before we started, I'm kind of buying Miami. And I said, oh, no. I know. I know. Here, we, Here go. we go. And then the other team from that first day, Mac, Louisville was getting some love. And I know you got to talk with Jeff Brom. So give me some thoughts on, on those day one teams. Yeah, man. I mean, it was exciting. Every day is exciting, right? You're going to hear me say that word a billion times, you know, now until January, uh, just because that's my point of view. But I, I'll start with Syracuse and Aronde Gadsden, uh, Garrett Schrader. I mean, mm -hmm. those two guys, geez Louise, they, they just look awesome and, and we're ready to go. Uh, and Coach Baber's excited about it and, and really just kind of asked Garrett, because uh, I was so intrigued in this question, and we'll dive further into it more uh, for, for the Syracuse Day, which is coming up On this Wednesday. Wednesday. You guys have to jump in to that episode. But you know, just hearing him saying, hey, look, Aranda's the guy, right? Everybody knows where he's lining up, where he's going to be. They've got to find him. He's where's Waldo. How do you continue to build that success? And uh, you know, between Garrett and, and Coach Babers, they said, you got to work harder. You got to work that much harder this year to have – the same, if not better, results to get open, to catch mm -hmm. the balls, to be that reliable target. And so they're going to be creative, you know, with motions and getting him in unique matchups and moving him around where you can't just stack a guy over him and have cloud coverage behind him or have a safety, you know, kind of floating his way. They're going to protect him in that sense. But it also opens up the door for everybody else. You got to make plays. There's going to be so much attention on 19. The rest of the receiving core and playmakers have to step up and, and be ready to go you know, if he is locked down. So that's intriguing. And again, Syracuse, when you look at that schedule, man, I just have a think that they have a chance, mm -hmm. you know, to go bowling back-to-back -back seasons, which is such a massive deal for them and really kind of a, a sneaky team here. Um, and, Mac, they did bring up uh, – they were talking about LaQuint Allen, so that makes me feel right. like yes, he's going to be a, a big player. That's right. Which that's right. Yes. they need him big time. Yeah, yeah, and a little bit of a, a – strange thing with how it happened yeah. but yeah he's going to be away from the team for a couple weeks but he'll be back 
in the middle of camp and, and be ready to go. Miami, you hit it. It's all about the offensive line. And, and you know, the, the, the scouting and prep I was doing getting ready for this, I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go. Fall in love again. You know, I'm, I'm liking every these guys. Every year. Every year. Every year. And literally, Coach Mario Cristobal comes across the room up to me and says, hey, big man, you're going to really like this offensive line. I'm like, gosh, dang it. Oh, I was like, Mario. here we are. You know the I'm way to back. my heart. Go Canes. Yeah, the Canes are back, baby. Uh, no, but I, I do think, you know, when, when you look at the additions uh, to what they had and the pieces that they have, um, you know, it, it sounds like Jalen Rivers might be the guy mm. stepping up at the left tackle spot. Uh, JV and Cone transfer from Alabama, yeah. you know, all SEC type performer. Matt Lee uh, was rated the number one center by Pro Football Focus, and then some other guys that they have kind of sprinkled throughout. They feel really good, and Coach feels really good, and and everybody who was involved and around is excited about the Matt Lee showed up at Media Day. I mean, he was their leader. He he was already mm-hmm. diving into this program and and really taking a step. So I think because of all that, we're feeling good. If Messi can go to Miami. Then who doesn't want to go to Miami? Let me just tell you this, Coach Cristobal. If you're watching, get us some tickets, big dog. Come on, <laughs> I know you got the pool. I know you got a box there or something. Like you got to be on we Celebrity go. Rose, so you're next to yeah, Kim right. Kardashian, Kim K. Yeah, me and Kim go way back, way back. Um, so I think for all those reasons, you know, I'm excited about the Hurricanes. And again, we'll, we'll further discuss mm-hmm. them. Uh, Georgia Tech and Louisville. You know, you have two guys who are born, raised, bred Georgia Tech and Louisville, leading your program with Coach Key. Uh, and, and Coach Brom, that there was a there was a great energy surrounding that and a great excitement just to hear from both those guys. And I, I love Coach Key, man. Being a former offensive lineman, uh, you know, he and I have a, have a nice relationship and a different bond than most. Um, and just his passion. I mean, he stood up there and said, "Listen, expectation wise, I can't tell you wins and losses. I have no idea. What I can tell you is our boys." are going to play their tail off. You know, they're going to be physical. They're going to hit you in the mouth. You're not going to want to play Georgia Tech. And that's what you love to see. I mean, it's not fair for us to sit up and say a number uh, for, for what they might get. And, and that's not reflective of the progress that they'll have made. Uh, Louisville, Coach Brom's awesome. He's excited. He's jacked up. He's an evil genius when it comes <laughs> to offensive play call and the production and the things that he's going to get his guys going. Um I really enjoyed just kind of seeing that twinkle in his eye when you mentioned Kentucky because uh, he's he's going to get that game right. back and, and really put emphasis on that and locking down the state and all the things that come with it, KG. And by the way, we talked with Brian Hudson. We'll be, that will be coming out in our Louisville preview episode, and he was echoing those sentiments. And I think people forget that Louisville won eight games last year. You know, they, they have a new right. coach because right. Satterfield chose yeah. to leave. They didn't need That's to right. fire anybody. So, right. and yeah, they do have a lot of new pieces, but this is a team that did win eight games last year and this schedule with no Florida State, no Clemson, no North Carolina is very manageable. So I, I think the talk of Louisville being a sleeper, possibly finishing in maybe the top five of the league, perhaps. Right, right. yeah. I, I'm buying that. And, and I think Jeff Mark, Brom is going to in, yeah. inspire these guys right away. Yeah, Mark Packer's all over Louisville, mm. and really uh, it's because of what you just said, who they don't play. And, and, you know, when you see that, man, shoot, you got a great opportunity, yeah. a great shot, especially in year one. I think, again, the complexity of their offense, the playmakers that they have, and, and hopeful that others step up. I mean, they went to the portal and just totally reloaded offensively, especially playmaker-wise. Um Louisville's going to have some firepower, and I can't wait to see it. Yep, it's going to be really interesting. Okay, the teams that we saw on day two, Duke, Pitt, Florida State, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. Let's start with Florida State. 
obviously the big dog on that day. And the Florida State hype train is going. It's been going since Florida State won their bowl game. It's been happening. Florida State has not won the ACC since 2014. Let's remember this. Will they be the favorite picked by the media? We will see. I'm intrigued. But Mac, overall, did you feel like Florida State felt more like Florida State when when you were going to kick off as a player? Yes. Did it yes. feel like those that kind of reputation? Hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and mm. I can't remember uh, who was there with Jalen Ramsey. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey could take up for five different guys. Like he's that much. I of remember a talker. talking to Dalvin Cook at kickoff, maybe the okay. year after. Maybe that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm sure Jalen Ramsey was there too. Yeah. So he was feeling good. The Knowles were were thriving, you know, in, in 15 when when he was there, and and the things we did go on to beat them, by the way. Um, but it it was fun, and that's kind of not to the the it's cockiness for with him. I mean, that's what it was, not to that level, but it was more of this. Okay. Yeah. We've got a really good team. Like we we feel good about it. I'll say Coach Norvell. I mean the the directness with his answers, the examples that he would give when asked a question, pulling all these names. I mean, just the names, just the production yeah. and all this talent. You're just like daggum. Like this should be a really good year. Um, and then just hearing from the guys like Jordan Travis, we've had him on before. He is a quiet guy. He's a killer. Um, very humble though. Talk about, very humble guy. He's yeah, not when you, gonna. When you ask him, yeah. No, no. When you ask him a question, right. he talks about everybody else. Right. I'm like Jordan. I want to know about you. <laughs> and uh, it's just how he's wired. It's just how he's wired. But you know, when you look at Trey Benson, you look at Johnny Wilson, you look at all these receivers that they brought in to go with mm-hmm. you know one of the more talented quarterbacks in the country, you're feeling really good about it. So with all of that in mind, KG, I do think the Knowles are going to be in a good place this year. However, I think Clemson will be number one when it comes out with the, the preseason rankings. We're getting to that. Stay tuned. That's right. um, I'll t- we'll let the people in on a little bit of an internal struggle we had. Um, Duke. <laughs> the Duke hype. The Duke confidence. Yeah. Riley Leonard. Yeah. Mike Elko. The, the pr- I saw Dabo Sweeney reaping praise onto Mike Elko. Yeah. I think people are buying Duke. And the, really the thing with Duke, Mac, is just the age-old situation where can you live up to expectations after a year where you, you won a bunch of games when you had zero expectations, right? That, that's right. the difference. It's, right. a, it's a different challenge. I'll actually say this. I don't think people are buying the Duke hype. I think that, that I'm, I, EJ, Kelsey, Coach, Eddie, um, yourself. We're trying I think we're to, to tell scream. y'all. We're, we're, we're having to scream it at people. They, they just mm. don't understand. You know, they're, they're still locked in that Duke is Duke, and that's not the case. These guys have everybody coming back, and – I'm sitting here talking with Riley, and my goodness, he he's feeling really good. Yeah. I mean, I expect a big year from him. Has everybody back uh, from from a production standpoint? That running back room is freaking loaded. Uh, you know, they had like four guys at the running back position over 400, 500 yards, all of them back. Riley ran the ball like crazy. Um, I will say they have a really tough schedule, yes. and again, we'll break all that down, kind of game by game, and our thoughts there, but. They have a tough schedule. I understand that. Um, But I think these guys win at least nine games again. I mean, they're 14 points away last year from being undefeated. That's That's crazy when you put it together. All the close games that they have, finding ways to win, coming up a little bit short. I think we see growth from this team. I'm excited. I have talked my way into having Duke number three in the league to start the season. Yeah. 
Third. Yeah. And I, I still see some kind of national writers when they put out their ACC power rings. They have Duke sixth or seventh. Duke's going to yeah. finish in the top five. They're, they're going to finish top five. But it's just a matter of can they take that leap and finish third? Can they beat Clemson to start the year? Whoa, right. Mac. Hold on. Hold right. on. Hold on. Let's, easy, let's, easy, let's be easy. easy here. We'll see. We'll see. But yes, Duke, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad to hear they came in with a certain level of swag and confidence. And then, you know, Mac, the team that probably goes under the radar every year more than anybody, Pitt. Freaking Pitt. You know what Pitt's going to yeah. do every year? They're going to go out there. Win. They're going to win eight <laughs> games at least. They're going to be super physical. You're going to enjoy watching them play. They're going to stick together as a unit. I mean, I, I love Pitt. And having Phil Dracovic, who's a super talented guy, and that kind of uh, reloading on the D-line for the Panthers, you can't sleep on the Panthers. No, you, you absolutely can. I mean, these guys just year in and year out, reload. I mean, they, they've totally deserve and earn that kind of respect and, and understanding that, hey, it doesn't matter who lines up on that defensive line, they're going to feast and somebody is going to emerge as a very high draft pick and be a really productive guy. I mean, they're sprinkled all throughout the NFL right now. It, it, it's so impressive to see. And, you know, Coach Narduzzi, all he does is win and produce gritty, nasty football players, offensively, defensively. Uh, and that's what we're going to see uh, from them again. I think the perfect world for Pitt offensively, just when you see what Phil Dracovic can do and what they have, mm -hmm. is if they can be like 2,500, 3,000 yards passing, 2,000-plus rushing, that's where you're in a perfect spot, and this offense is really firing on all cylinders. The running back room is nasty. The offensive line is maybe the best that they've had since Narduzzi has been there. So all of that to say, I, I think Pitt's going to be a great team. Mm -hmm. And right there on that, you know, kind of second tier, I think we're kind of, everybody's kind of separating Clemson and FSU, which rightfully so. But I think that second tier, which the ACC has needed right. for so long consistently, Pitt's finding a nice little home there and going to challenge those number one guys. Oh, for sure. And it's it all starts in the trenches. We know that Pittsburgh is generally one of the better teams in the league on both sides yeah. of the trenches. Right. Um, right. Sometimes they can make the argument to be the best on the defensive side of the ball. Sometimes, you know, Clemson has something to say about that. But Florida State has something to say about that. Pittsburgh getting some more love, but I think still being slept on. And, Mac, before we get to day three, we want to at least say something about Virginia Tech and Virginia. Uh, the fact that they're arguing over who's the flagship school in the state when <laughs> they both are not going to be great was uh, something. But uh, did you have any yeah. thoughts on, on Virginia and Virginia Tech? Well, I, I will say this. For Virginia Tech, you know, quarterback is going to be something just to monitor. And I don't know if it's, you know, war tactics or what, but nobody was mentioning Pop Williams. And, and yeah. I thought that that young freshman right. who we saw have a great spring game, I thought he was going to have a shot, but nobody. I mean, nobody's really, hmm. you know, talking about him at all. And, again, don't know if that's on purpose or what, but, you know, Grant Wells and, and Kyron Drones, that that's where it seems to be right now. And, and if both can – elevate their play, then that's great. You want a young guy to sit and learn and get his opportunity, and then he can kind of take over as the guy. But it just can't be more of the same. And, and listen, Virginia Tech did a great job, right? They went out and got some monsters at wide receiver, but just do you have somebody throwing it to them on a consistent basis and able to make plays? That's what we'll, we'll kind of find out. I mean, Ali Jennings is a freak, and he was so confident. I, I really enjoyed sitting down with him, KG, and we, we had you know a little bit more time that, with him than, than others – uh, just because of the way the set was and, and mm -hmm. things of that nature. 
that dude is a beast. I mean, he's super smart, very cerebral. We kind of dive dove into, you know, how do you approach a route with alignment? What do you see in coverages and how does that make you adjust? And man, he was just rattling off all these things. I'm like, wow, this is super impressive, high level stuff that you know you just don't get to hear from every receiver, you know, given that opportunity. So I think he's gonna be special. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody's gotta throw him the ball. Yeah. And and the more Virginia Tech folks that I spoke with, you know, they were kind of concerned about that offensive line. Mm. Well, we, uh, we've been praising some offensive lines. I think the teams that we're higher on, we know what we're getting from the O-line. Some teams that we're lower right. on, we don't know what we're getting from the That's offensive right. line. That's right. Mac, day three, Clemson, North Carolina, Wake Forest, Boston College, NC State. You, every Clemson fan that's listening to this podcast wants to know. This is the question. <laughs> you were there. You talked to him. Is Cade Klubnik it? Is he the guy? Yeah, he is. No, I'm <laughs> He's the guy. Um, you know what's funny? The way the way you just asked that. There was a guy, and I wish I knew his name. Um, actually not. I wouldn't say his name because maybe he would feel bad. But he asked Kate. It was Kate's last question on the podium. And he goes, uh, what do you have to say to the people that maybe think that you're not the right guy, that you're not the guy to lead this program? And there was just kind of this weird, like, everyone's looking around at each other in the, the room, like, what the heck is this dude yeah. talking about? Did he ask that to um, any other quarterback? It's an awkward question for a guy who's QB1. Yeah, I just happened to be in there. Um, And it was just like, Cade was like, I'm going to do my best to help the team win. And then like walked off. It was just like, what a weird way to end it. Um, Yeah, he's the guy. And he's confident. He's excited. Um, He looks thicker. He's gained some weight, which is great. You know, you you need that, especially that freshman to sophomore year. And, you know, it it seemed like just his understanding and confidence of the offense moving forward is going to be really high. And I think that'll certainly be aided by some wide receivers staying healthy and being available. Uh, Everybody lit up when they were talking about Adam Randall and the things that he's going to be able to do. Maybe he emerges as wide receiver one there, you know, for Clemson. Um, But that'll be the biggest ticket, you know, I I think in regards to difference of, you know, what can we expect to see from those guys? Uh, and, And of course, having Riley, you know, be the, the new offensive coordinator, excuse me, Garrett. Um, I, I'm excited to see it. And, and you know, the, the confidence that Coach Sweeney had uh, of all of those guys and, and just being complimentary, um, it, it was very impressive. Yeah, I think Coach Sweeney has sounded more confident than he had maybe the last couple of years. And we recently right. interviewed Dabo, and that'll be in our Clemson preview episode. So stay tuned for that later in the month. And I, because all my clothes are dirty from the beach, I'm wearing my Matt's El Rancho t-shirt. Mac, that won't mean go. anything to you, but it will mean something to Cade. So I'm just just decided to wear it out of nowhere, but Cade right. understands. Okay, <laughs> North Carolina, you know, Drake May, he's there. He's a superstar. He's the reigning ACC player of the year. He could be the number one overall pick. Nobody has questions about Drake May, but everybody has questions about everything else, right? I mean, that, that's, a, that's a fair way to put it. It is. It is. And, and I think especially, you know, the defense, I guess, is my biggest concern. You know, just how much better can they be? And um, I tell you what, though, Cedric Gray was there in all black. He's cut his hair. He just looks like a hitman. I mean, he looks like John Wick uh, <laughs> out there ready to handle his business. Uh, he, he was confident in his guys. And, and they've added a, a handful of pieces in the portal that you expect to step up and, and hopefully be better. Um, but the biggest thing for me is that defensive line. I mean, there's so many four and five stars all across that thing that just have to step up and live to, to the narrative right. you know, that they help create for themselves and, you know, be, be productive. And we'll jump into more of that and in individual guys and what I need to see. But offensively, I feel really good, you know, about North Carolina. I think Drake is, 
you know, just going to take another step and, and remind people why he's the one of the best players in the com- in the country, not just the conference. But I think adding those two wide receivers that they did and Nate McCollum uh, and, and Dez there. They're going to be impressive yeah. and ready to go offensively. So I'm feeling good. And, of course, Coach Mac Brown, the the uh, mayor of the, the ACC, uh, he got everybody right. And, <laughs> and uh, I love talking with that guy. He's the best. He's the best. Coach Brown can talk up, you know, if his team was a bunch of 12-year-olds, he'd have you thinking. <laughs> that they're going to win. Go. That they're going to win. You, you better right. get ready. Get ready for this squad. <laughs> uh, okay, Wake, Boston College, NC State. I think of those three – NC State, it's it's the law of the wolf, Mac. When NC State has hype, they're going to underperform. When they don't have as much hype, they're going to overperform. And that's the way I see NC State this year. Not as much hype, even though people I think are interested because you've got Robert and I, you've got Brennan Armstrong. You're, you're going to probably be able to score some points. And Peyton Wilson is back on defense. And Dave Doran feels very – it feels very stable, Doran's program right now at NC State. Right. But I think that's yeah. a team that – could have a better year than people think. Well, sure. And I think certainly what what are we gonna get from Brennan? You know, we've seen Big, two that may be one of the biggest questions that we just yeah. don't know. Right. You know, and, and you know, seeing our is it gonna be the guy that threw for forty five hundred yards, uh, you know, or the, the guy that struggled. And quite frankly, he addressed it. You know, we, we talked to him about it. He said, It wasn't fun. I wasn't having fun. Mm-hmm. I was frustrated. You know, guys were on different pages. Um, yeah, I was missing guys, guys were dropping the ball, all these different things. And, uh, you know, he just said, I needed a a fresh start. I had to go. I gave my all to Virginia and, and it just, you know, it was done and, uh, got his degree and, and jumped in the portal. And, you know, I I think it was, it was really weird seeing him do the wolf pack, uh, when he came up and, and we kind of addressed, he was like, yeah, that felt kind of weird, but I like it. You know, I like it. I'm like that I'm here. And, um, you know, I think the reunion between he and coach and I is going to be beautiful and, uh, just helping guys along with the offense, um, you know, he, he said it is going to be a little different than when he was at Virginia, uh, schematically, but also personnel wise. I mean, they, they don't really have a Keaton Thompson rolling around a Swiss army blade that can do, you know, really anything for them. But, you know, he said camp, we're really going to jack it up. And, uh, you know, spring was vanilla and, uh, now we're going to really do install and get people going and, you know, see how much everybody can learn. And, uh, you know, I thought that was really unique hearing that from a player, not a coach, uh, that, that was he from knows a, a player. System. He does. Yeah. He does. And he's an older guy. He understands it. And he also said, I also, I've got to get kind of fired up because in the spring I was just kind of sitting back and looking around. Now I have to really assert that. So guys don't freak out when I do that in the mm. middle of a game. So kind of knowing yourself there. Uh, and, and then great to be with coach Dorn, love coach Dorn and, and appreciate his time, his perspective, uh, especially about those defensive guys and, you know, really just how, you know, it, it stinks because they've had those injuries defensively, but it's it's now a blessing uh, because guys have gotten opportunity that they wouldn't have, right. you know, behind some of these great linebackers that now it's their time full-time and they're going to be ready and they're going to shine. So he feels confident about those young guys or inexperienced guys coming in, but also that secondary. I mean, with Battle and White, I mean, those guys are going to be locked down corners getting after it. Do we have uh, any thoughts on Wake and BC before we get to what the people really want to hear, our championship picks, our player of the year picks? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Wake Forest, I mean, I, I think they're going to be good. They have a tough schedule, too, and they have a brutal stretch. I mean, my goodness. I think it starts with Clemson, Virginia Tech at both those places back-to-back, which, my goodness, you, you, you see those two in that environment back-to-back. That's rough. Yep. And then it just continues. And then Pitt, it, it's a and brutal then Florida stretch. State. That stretch. Yeah. A classic Horrible. Wake Forest October. Right. Exactly. 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 So th- that's going to be tough, but I think they're going to be fine. Business as usual. 
a lot of points, a lot of production. Uh, you know, Mitch Griffiths is going into year four. He knows this offense as well as a coach. Uh, he, he's just got it going on, and the receivers that they have are, are nuts. Uh, so I feel confident in that standpoint. Defense, you know, they lost some really good guys, but everybody that I was talking to feels like they, they're going to be better defensively. You know, they, they have some, you know, younger guys that are growing up and, you know, have some more athletic guys here and there. So I, I'm going to be fascinated to see that. But the biggest thing for Wake is November. Like, you've got to win. You've got to figure right. out how can we finish strong. That has been such an Achilles heel, and we'll jump into some more numbers of that aspect as, as we go on here. And then BC, you know, I had, I had really low expectations for them going into this thing. You know, just who they were going to be production-wise when you lose as much talent. But after talking to those guys and, and talking to Coach, I mean – They got you. You feel a little better. Yeah, they did, kind of like Miami. You know, <laughs> I, I feel better about what we might see. And Emmett is a big dude. I mean, he's as tall, if not a little taller than EJ Manuel, big hands – Rocket launcher arm. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked every bit of 240 uh, at 6'5 and a half. And uh, you, you feel good about him. I mean, the way he finished the season, KG, right. with a couple of 330, 340 yard performances, I, I think BC is going to be fine. And if Patrick Garwo can get back to being a thousand yard rusher, BC might be a, a really sleepier, a very asleep sleeper a very- <laughs> uh, to, to do some damage in the ACC this year. Well, of course, they have Christian Mahogany back too. Who's My boy, the best offensive great, lineman the in the league, at least we think yeah, so. Yeah, freaky. And yeah. Uh, interview with him coming up in August too, but that will help Pat Garwo. And he actually told us about their bond, uh, Pat and, and Christian. Okay, Mac, I loved hearing some nuggets about each team, <laughs> but now it's time to get down to business. And we posted these on Twitter, so you may have already seen them, but we need to explain ourselves. Our ACC <laughs> champion our preseason champion, and our preseason player of the year. We agree on one of these. We disagree on the other. So let's start with champion. And I'm, I'm going to set this up, Mac, because Mac knows I've been struggling. I've been praying on it, actually. I needed help. because <laughs> A lot of prayers. A lot of prayers. Because I think, you know, and rightfully so, not that I didn't want to, I'm, I'm buying the FSU hype. I'm buying it. This team it's not just brand. It's not just the logo. You look at this roster and you say, oh, yeah. dang. Loaded. I mean, th- this yeah. team is loaded. And they won 10 games last year. So you've got that carryover, that momentum. Can they take the next step? And so it, it's very logical. Like, I, I'm not going to fault anybody for taking Florida State to win the league. And I thought about doing it. At one point, I texted Mac. I said, I'm taking Florida State. But I, 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 not one time, multiple times. I know. I, in the end, I just couldn't do it because, and there's a few reasons yeah. why. A, the game between Clemson and Florida State is in Clemson. Now, yes, if the if things go as we think, they're going to play twice. But Clemson has been so good in ACC championship games. Charlotte yeah. and Bank of America Stadium is a second home for the Tigers. Right. And Kay Klubnik already has won one. Yet the, his best game of his life so far has been that ACC title. So that lack of experience for FSU, and then I saw this stat tweeted out by my former co-host, William Quackenbush, that Florida State has, Mike Norvell, has really struggled against ranked teams at Florida State. I think he has one win against a ranked team on the road at Florida State. Yeah. So it's it's just, you're... you're and that was North Carolina, yeah, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're betting on these guys that haven't done it before to do it. And no. right now, is Jordan Travis better than Cade Klubnik, a more proven quarterback? Yes. But Absolutely. beyond that, I still think this Clemson defense is going to be so salty. 
And I'll get to my player of the year, and that's another reason why I have Clemson winning. But I ended up going with Clemson Mac. And Mac, I don't think, ever faltered. Give us why you're taking the Tigers. Well, I I mean, the the, the biggest hiccup with this Clemson team these past two years, one of which they did win an ACC championship and were undefeated in conference play, was the quarterback position and and the offensive coordinator uh, position there Mm -hmm. for the coaching staff. Both of those have changed. Both of those are different. Both of those are, I think, going to be at the level uh, to, to which it was when I played there and the years to come after uh, until this kind of happened. So with all that, I mean, it's – I think Clemson's back to dominating. I think mm. Clemson's back to embarrassing so people you don't even and, think, and making people mad. Do you think – like, did you have to think about it, Mac? Did you debate no. in your head? No. So until is Clemson Florida State me, not going to be close in Death Valley in September? Maybe it won't. Maybe not. Um, oh, man. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe not. I hope it is. We need the league. Listen, and this is weird too because uh, I'm wearing like four different hats when I'm yeah. thinking about this, right? Because I have the the former player, I have the the Clemson guy, I have the ACC guy, and I have the logical guy, uh, which that guy doesn't come out a ton. So many personalities, um, Mac. There's so many personalities. It's tough inside of there. Um, and it's weird because here's where I want to be super protective and all about the league. But then when people start coming at my Tigers and sure. start saying negative things, it's like, well, hold on now. Well, let's reverse this around and look at stuff, which I'm not going to throw a bunch of stats out here until one team starts losing, and then I will. And I'll tell you, this is what we should have thought. Um, but I need to see it. I need to be proven yeah. that Florida State can win against ranked teams. Hello. On the road. Oh, and three last year. Uh, need to be able to beat these guys and beat Clemson. Hasn't happened since 2014. Like th- Those are very sticky points that I don't sure. want people forgetting. Sure. Um, with that said, they have a ton back. They have so much experience, all this production. I mean, they should be monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at Clemson, though, all of that said, it being at home, the production that they have, defense is going to be unbelievable. You know, I talked to Coach Sweeney about, you know, just going into year two, you know, for their defense and, and defensive coordinator there. And He's excited. He, he thinks it's going to be a brand new team. Get really back to what they expect and the level that they expect to play. So, with all that being said, I think we see Clemson and Florida State play twice. Okay. Um, I do think that Clemson wins both and is back in the college football playoff. I'm I'm not going to go there yet. We'll give those picks uh, later in August. We'll give some playoff picks. But I, I'm with you on all that, Mac. And here here's the bottom line: If Clemson had not changed offensive coordinators, I think I'd be picking Florida yeah. State. Right. I, I, sure. I think it's really that simple. And the fact that Garrett Riley yeah. is is pretty proven overall and has a proven track record. And Clemson has a proven track record of being more creative than they had been in the past. Right. So that, right. that was the difference maker for me. All right, Mac, player of the year. Why don't you go first on this one? Give me your player of the year. You, you know what's fascinating about this? Player of the year um, is not who I think is going to be the first team quarterback, which is crazy. How do you do that? I, I don't know, uh, but I, I went with Drake May as my quarterback for the first team, but I went with Jordan Travis a, as my player of the year. I think the stats, what he's going to do is just going to be absolutely nuts. I think his team is going to be better, um, and I think that that's a lot of juice you know, behind that that gets you awards and gets you player of the year awards and things of you know that nature. So it, it's kind of weird for me, preseason, first team, it, it's a little bit of what you've done. Uh, not necessarily as what are you going to do for me, the way I kind of look at it a little bit. Uh, but when I look at 
who I think is going to be the preseason player or the player of the year, that to me is more potential. And I think Travis is, is going to go absolutely nuts. I think he wins it and gets it done. Mac, I hear you on Jordan Travis. Okay, this guy is going to have an exceptional year. Uh, to me, the three options for player of the year were Drake May, the reigning ACC player of the year, Jordan Travis, and Will Shipley. And <laughs> what we have seen with, unless you have just an absolutely incredible year like Drake May last year, a lot of times the team that wins the regular season, the, the best player in that team is going to have a leg up. And right. if Jordan Travis plays really well at Clemson, if he plays really well at Pittsburgh, those big those big contests for them, and Florida State wins the regular season, it's probably going to be Jordan Travis. But that, that's not the way I really see it going. And I think Will Shipley is, has the perfect mix of he's known enough, but he can kind of come out of nowhere to the national people, right. you know, and, sure. and blow away expectations, which is the way you win these awards. Here's my stat, and why I didn't go with Drake May. There are four quarterbacks in ACC history to win back-to-back ACC Player of the Year awards. Only one in the modern era. Who was wow. the guy in the modern era, Mac? Uh, Deshaun Watson? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Really? The only well, one. Well, that just goes to show you. That goes, so, oh, that was rigged. The only guy to win it in the modern era won the Heisman. And actually, the last two guys to do it also won the Heisman. Charlie Ward did it in the 90s for Florida State. Wow, Charlie Ward! The other Come two on, were Steve Fuller for Clemson in the 70s and Roman Gabriel for Duke in the Shout 60s. Out. That's right. Mac. That was a so, bad boy. That was a bad boy. With these awards and, and with the way we operate now with Twitter and all social media – I think it's hard to win it when you've already won it because we just pick you apart. So sure. that's why I didn't go with Drake May. And I think if I have Clemson winning it, I need to, I feel like a Clemson player has a better chance of getting it. I think Will Shipley in this Garrett Riley offense is going to explode both running the ball and catching it. I think we're going to see more of that with Shipley. So that's where I'm going for my player of the year. But I, I think wait. Jordan Travis is I a great pick. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, of course. It's a great pick. Um, all, all these guys. I mean, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, talking season, it's commencing. We're going to do a month of Let's talking go. season, KG, and then it's time to ball. So as KG said on the front end, uh, we've got all of our ACC previews coming out. UVA and Syracuse will come out on Wednesday and then Boston College on Friday. Then you got jump in next week and we get it rolling. Three episodes a week, guys. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, and we're here. We're so close. Kickoff is right down the street. Uh, can't wait to get after it. But that's it from us. Another great episode of Gramlich and Mac Lane presented by our great friends over at Ingles, the official grocer of Gramlich and Mac Lane. Always appreciate them and all their hard work and help that they do with this. Uh, we need you to do us a favor, though. Go over to YouTube. You're not going to want to miss these. Seeing all these guys, all these coaches, former players, it's really fun interactions. you got to love it. Go over to YouTube, subscribe over there, leave some comments, talk on the episodes. We greatly appreciate that. And then, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all.